Anxious to step through the gate again, Major? Yes, I am. We all are. Would you like us to bring back anything special? Uh, no, thanks. Groceries, new outfit, flatware? Hmm. No, just yourselves in one piece, please. Dial it up. You say. Welcome to the Jumping Puddles podcast. Be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and or YouTube. And follow us at Jumping Puddles Podcast on Tumblr, Instagram, and Jumping Pud Pod on Twitter. With me are my fellow co-hosts, Tor, Ash, and Australian Sam. Hey! Hey! Hi! One shot, baby! Hell yeah! You got yeah. it! One take drink! <laughs> This week we are watching The Storm. And so a storm covering 20% of Lantia that strikes every 20 to 30 years is brewing and it's heading straight for the mainland and then Atlantis. As most of the expedition takes shelter on Mineria, a small group stays behind to work out how to save the city. Unfortunately, a Janai strike team led by Commander Acostas Collier takes the opportunity to seize Atlantis for the supplies the expedition promised them. And as a result, both Dr. Zweer and McKay are caught in the crossfire, prompting Shepard to embark on a solo rescue mission as he attempts to take Atlantis back from the clutches of the Chennai. Collier! you missed it! <laughs> she was, so she was like, fuck it, that. this oh week... <laughs> She's like, fuck it, this week I'm going to do something else. <laughs> I have to. Will we ever get that right? Stay tuned. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, crying. That was such a good summary. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I uh, copied and pasted it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I totally... Oh paraphrase that and came up with it myself. No, but you <laughs> added to it. You transformed it with your voice. You made it. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I curtsy. <laughs> I curtsy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I just want to start by saying, though, like, I'm obsessed with this episode mostly because enemy like it's so fascinating to me that they have to deal with like an environmental threat rather than like a human or a alien threat so that you know because it's obviously like 10 times worse than a natural disaster that we would see on earth so i just uh i love this episode <laughs> cool. yeah and it's something they can't fight against because it's literally nature <laughs> I mean, I think we can all agree, like, this is ha- this has to be, like, some of the best two-parters in the show, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely. 100% agree. Like, yeah. I was trying to think of another one, and I was like, sorry, but I think the storm and the eye are just number one. Like, they, it's such, it's just so well done. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, whenever I think of my favorite Atlantis episodes, um... After I got those with um, who are Elizabeth centered, I always get to the eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's like if if I had to choose 
some episodes that I liked that weren't, uh, you know, Big Shep centric, <laughs> then this would be like one of my go-to ones for sure. And as for two-parters, I'm going to say it's one of the best two-parters in the whole franchise. Ooh. Ooh. Agree. 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 I honestly think it's Ooh. like, oh, man, we'd have to, like, rank them all, but we don't have time for that. That's going to take no, forever. that's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely, I think, like, if not number one, like, number two, because I'm trying to think of something that, like, tops it, and I just can't. <laughs> Same. The tension is so good. The dialogue is so good. The action is so good. I love it all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I love the... Um, like, we get what, some unusual um, character interactions in this one. Like, we have Elizabeth Rodney. We have um, Carson Ford and Taylor. Rodney's all alone again. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's... Uh, one of the things that makes it, makes this episode so great. Oh yeah. Speaking of character um, interactions, oh, so many good ones. But I love that you said Rodney and Elizabeth because they are one of my favorite besties on this whole show. As I'm sure everybody listening knows, <laughs> or anyone who has seen my Tumblr knows. Um, particularly the one scene where they're talking about the grounding stations. Um, and Rodney's like, okay, Elizabeth, these are yours to go and do. Um, and he gives her the shorter route and gives John the longest route. (laughs) 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 But because he knows... Because Elizabeth has a bad knee. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He knows her knee hurts. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, you get the shorter route. And also, let's be honest, he just wants John to work. Yeah. He wants him to work he for does. him. He does. Yeah, no, I love their relationship, don't you think? <laughs> 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 he, wants to, he wants John to work for them. You gotta work, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's spicy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I just love, yeah, I agree with all of you guys. Elizabeth Rodney amazing duo and i think honestly in season one i think they do a really good job of kind of like subtly showing their friendship you know we got we got a lot of moments in the first episode you know them smiling together when they first saw the gate um and that little t- moment they had at the end of the episode when like rodney reassured her um, that she made the right choice um and then yeah just another little moment here and then you know we get more in um the next episode, the eye. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. The little character moments for them two are great. I have beef um, with the Taylor, Carson, and Ford, but Ooh. that's later. <laughs> um, I'm sure Ash has probably already picked on this as well. Well, picked up on this, but even though my eyes are like 99% mixed up, I did notice the little uh, defensive Elizabeth moment uh, near the end of the episode that she has for Taylor. I'm like, go, girl. <laughs> Fucking hell, Sora. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, just... <laughs> Sorry, I literally wrote down Elizabeth defending Taylor and then a little heart because, like, <laughs> mm. yes. Oh, defending so her wife. I, I... 
Yeah, I was like, oh. I wrote down in my notes, I was like, Elizabeth tending, uh, defending Taylor when Sora was planning on killing her. And it's like, wow, babes, so happy for you. That was my note. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> so happy for you. Yep. <laughs> oh, I was so happy you picked up on that. It's I what Taylor deserves. Also, yes, exactly. The agenda is working. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's all there the Taylor it's with all there takeover also I don't know if it was mentioned but can we talk about you know Zelenka and Rodney like you know of course well yes. in cooperating <laughs> like you know I was pretty surprised I did you have it okay. oh, <laughs> all of us go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say I loved them putting their scientist nerd brains together trying to save save Atlantis. So. Hell yeah. Uh did you pick up on that one moment where Rodney still doesn't know Zelenka's name? <laughs> Zelempa. <laughs> <laughs> like we're oh in episode ten. Please. Rodney, <laughs> please. Come on. He's so mean. He, he can't even get to know his like co-scientist partner's name. Like, oh my god! <laughs> if it was his intern or something, I'd get it. But I can't even blame him. I've been working at my job for like what four or five months now, and like I don't even know anybody's name. I know one person. <laughs> <laughs> <It's horror. laughs> and now we see why you're a Rodney Kinney. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I kind of feel like Rodney's having, like, a variation of, like, selective hearing here. He's, like, only choosing to remember certain people's names. So, like, how do we know he's not doing it on purpose? Like, True. Please, I love that. I, kind of, I love that even more. You have to prove <laughs> your worth before he remembers exactly. your name. Imagine no, but their chemistry. How much he like respects Elizabeth as well hmm. I feel like he uses her first name quite a lot it definitely conveys a closeness and a deference for sure I wonder when they became friends was it like on Antarctic uh wait no yeah maybe it was at the outpost yeah right because it seemed like they they had been there for few weeks or months even yeah because they had all that stuff they were studying too like not just the chair but the drones <laughs> can we please talk about for a moment um how on the ball taylor was when she was helping the athosians prepare for the storm that was about to hit the mainland like she wasn't even stressed about the storm like being caught in the storm or anything she was just like her priorities was like all right, I'm going to help my people. We're going to cover these crops. We're going to fucking prepare for this shit. And Carson's like in her in her ear, be like, oh, do you really need me? Uh, <laughs> do we need to do this? Hey, don't have my shoes. <laughs> and she was just like, dude, shut the fuck up and just help. Like, <laughs> Carson, such first world problems. Please. <laughs> oh, I know. He was actually kind of a crybaby during that. I'm like... <laughs> 
come on, man. Like, pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I love how she she really took charge um, mm. with those three. And they even deferred to her choice about whether or not to attempt to fly through the storm back to Atlantis to support um, Shepard or not, which is crazy. Like, they, they asked her for her authority when Ford is supposed to be, like, second in command, but they're like, oh, what should we do, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, like, a natural leader, and I feel like everyone around her is, like, kind of aware of that without being told. So it's, like, their natural reaction is just, like, oh, I know I'm – Technically second in charge, but Taylor! <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and this is why Taylor and Elizabeth as co-leaders of Atlantis is superior. Yep. Yes, thank yes. you. Yeah. It's what we deserve. Taylor deserved to take over after Elizabeth was gone as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will die That's on this hill. Oh, she's the only one qualified, really, to take yep. over. Yeah. Agreed. I also loved uh, what we saw about her um, her leadership style uh, when when they were stuck in the jumper on the mainland and they were like, no, we can't go back now. Um, it was in a few scenes um, that she was always talking to the people who were um, like the ones that were like late and they had they just um, uh, which who were the reason why they stayed on the mainland? Um, and she was always talking to them and looking after them and seeing fine. It was always in the background, but she was always looking after them, and I just loved that. I loved how close she is just um, to her people still after living several months on Atlantis and probably not going back a lot. Yeah, and it speaks to her priorities, where she's always going to be looking out for the people other people, people who maybe are not as strong as her, you know, can't look out for themselves as much as her, her peers, you know, um, which is awesome. She, she doesn't have that sort of tunnel vision that the Atlantis expedition people definitely have, where they're only kind of concerned about other Atlantis people, (laughs) where she actually cares about the people that they meet off world. And of course her own people too, the Athosians. And she just, yeah, she cares for the people she's... I guess she still feels responsible for the Athosians. But Sam, tell us what you hated about... Or what you didn't like about the Carson for Taylor interactions. I want to hear it. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Me pulling up the page on... Okay. Oh my god, how many pages do you have on them? (laughs) Okay, well, it's just... (laughs) (laughs) It was like half a page um, of just me ranting a little bit. Um, I'll cut it down, though. (laughs) Um, But I just feel like you could have... Okay, the trio just could have been written so much better. I feel like Carson is usually such a nice person, and especially to Taylor, and I... I understand this is very early on in the show. I feel like they hadn't quite figured out, you know, how his dynamic was going to work. Um, but he's so nice to her later on. And then for this episode, for him to, like, glance over to Ford and kind of, like, show that he's doubting Taylor when she says that she didn't kill uh, Laura's dad, I was so offended. I was like, you just did not. And, like, even Ford looked offended, right? And, like, I don't know, it was just so out of character. And then it just gets worse, too, because... Okay, we've talked about this a lot. Ford has been giving 
given literally jack shit in the show, right? It's <laughs> yeah. just like a side. Literally, Zelenka has more than him. I think um, Peter, the guy who opens the gate or whatever, has more than him. Like, <laughs> literally everyone oh. else on this show has more than Ford. And all of a sudden, this week, they finally, they finally give him some screen time. And they turn him into the literal worst person. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it literally just goes down. I feel like I hate watching their scenes. Um, I think especially in the eye, it gets really bad. But like just the way Carson and Ford are just like fighting each other. Um, I think again, I think it is worse in the next episode. But I it's like a little bit of setup here. Um, just the way they're all arguing, I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel like they could have done something else without having both the characters turn into like such unlikable people i feel like uh yeah i agree um this threesome has some weird energy going on especially in the next episode um which we will definitely talk about uh but i didn't even notice that um becca did that little side eye which makes me so sad oh my gosh child i actually went back and looked at it because I didn't pick up on that the first time, too. I'm so disappointed. I'm like the disappointed parent right now. <laughs> Sad. And even Ford is looking at him like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Which is like nice, a little nice moment that Ford is setting up for Taylor. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Carson is so bad this up and Ford well, matches his energy. Mm. <laughs> he's just a giant child in my opinion, in this episode, and it's just, like, kind of lost my respect for him a little bit, to be honest. Like, he's the head of medicine of the entirety of Atlantis. Like, uh, I don't know. No, I agree, and especially when you were saying earlier that, like, he really did not want to help out, or not didn't want to help out, but he just, like, wanted to leave as soon as possible and just kind of, like, leave some of Taylor's people behind, and it was like, Mm -hmm. shouldn't you be... More compassionate, shouldn't you? Yeah, be like, yeah. Like his self-preservation is yeah ordinarily high for someone that is a head of medicine. Like, like girl, didn't you take the Hippocratic doctor. oath? Where the fuck is that girl? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. He threw that out a window and poisoning the well. Yep. <laughs> you're right. You're right. He forgot I to bring the manual. Like- he just left it. <laughs> I feel like this adds to the evil Carson timeline that we spoke about <laughs> a couple of episodes ago. That should have happened instead. Like Carson stands are gonna hate us. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, I was gonna say, kind of defending him a bit because he eventually he stayed on the mainland. I guess he was peer pressured <laughs> into staying. <laughs> yes. But he did say he did I not just like... <laughs> took off. Like I feel like he only stayed because he would have gotten bullied if he left. <laughs> 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 and no offense, but rightfully so. <laughs> Can I say something? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ash, go yeah. first. Ash, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ash, no, go, go first right now. <laughs> Uh, weren't there two jumpers on the mainland? Where are they? Oh, uh... Because I, I'm not entirely sure because it's been, like, 
I don't know. I forget stuff and it's been two weeks since I watched the episode. <laughs> uh, but I thought there were like two jumpers and um, Taylor told them, told um, Carson and Ford to go ahead and fly home. And she would wait in the other jumper for the others. Or am I mixing something up? No, you're because right. Because then I felt like they were just forgetting about the other jumper. Yeah, there was two jumpers. Then what happened to the second one? Hmm. It's an excellent question. Did they make it home? <laughs> did they die? Yeah, did they just... Did they took off? Oh, I and think... Left? I think yeah. what it was was... um, They were safe in the puddle jumper, right? Like, they were safe from the storm. Like, they waited for it to be in the eye, and then they were in the eye of the storm, and then they were like, okay, let's go to Atlantis, right? That's what happened. Yeah. Right. So I feel like they probably just left um, the Athosians and the other jumper thinking they'd be safe from the elements in it and then flew off. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't know, but <laughs> that's, that's my thought. That's my thought process. Yeah, sorry. There was just something I noticed. But now, now Sam, you were going to say something. No, no, no. That's interesting. Um... Again, I just want to clarify, <laughs> I don't think any of us dislike Carson. I mean, I certainly don't, but I do think um, his characterization is a little weak in the beginning. I will say that I definitely, like, love Carson in season three mm -hmm. or season two. Like, definitely later on, I think he gets a bit better, but I'm really not a fan of, like, they're trying to push, like, the kind of like the McCoy kind of, like, oh, like, he's scared of everything and he doesn't want to go on the jumper and he doesn't want to go on... or he, no, all that. Um, and I was going to say something really controversial. Everyone's going to yell at me for this, but I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Keller would have stayed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I won't, I won't lie. She, like, she Keller would have stayed, 100%. <laughs> she was extremely Florence Nightingale. Like, she would, yeah. That's true. Okay, she can't fly. That is true. But, like, even then, though, I feel like she's she's the type of person that we've seen in the show later on um, that even when it's going to cost her life, you know, in that alternate timeline, she stayed behind and helped all the people when the government was like, no, come back here. And she was like, no. And then she got sick and died. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Keller, Keller would never. Yeah, but, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think so too. She would have stayed. Yeah. I think Carson's gonna grow as a doctor. I think. Yeah, I think, <laughs> um, I think Pegasus changes him in a good way and in a bad ways. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has layers. Eventually. Oh, get out, tall. Go. <laughs> Eventually, he has layers. Right now, we, we're not seeing them so much, but... That intentional Shrek reference. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else picked up on that. Come on. Onions have layers. He's an onion, guys. <laughs> have layers. Oh my god, you're killing me. <laughs> okay. Um, who's gonna start on the Kolya bashing? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> let, let's Ooh. start 
with well, his introduction scene where he's wearing Lululemon <laughs> brands. <laughs> up on that till you mind the reference and I was like wait a damn minute wait a damn minute <laughs> I was gonna say though so you, do you think like Colio was like guys like we're gonna siege Atlantis I need a new fit um <laughs> do you think he just like went off the world and like was trying things on and was like does this look like dictator to you what's a given <laughs> for when I beat John's ass. <laughs> and Sora's just God. hyping it because she has to. She's like, yeah, you look great. And he's like, no, but like, is it giving what needs to be given? And she's like, yeah. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> it's fucking canon, bitch. <laughs> Fucking canon. Oh my god. Every time before he does something dastardly, now it's just canon that he like quickly changes into his best fit to make a good impression on everyone. Yep. It's like when, when John's coming for him in the next episode, like he's like, oh shit, hang on, gotta change. <laughs> gotta look fierce for when my boy John shows up. He's all excited too. He's like, ooh, John's here. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't even <laughs> met John and he already despises him. <laughs> oh. Oh He's like, God. guys, new arch nemesis alert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want Sam to like narrate over Collier's scenes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those, um, oh, what are they called? Those like, those lip lip change uh, YouTube oh, videos. Oh yeah, lip lip dubbing or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I just want Sam to do that for like all of Collier's scenes. <laughs> Please, I got it. I got it. I'll oh, give him the Valley Girl accent. He'll say like all the time. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes, please. He needs tea in the morning before he can start on anything or else he's not going to have the energy. <laughs> I can just imagine him showing up to a Janai team meeting with like his yoga mat and fucking 
<laughs> Lululemon fucking yoga gear. <laughs> He's like, hold on, guys. Oh I'm sorry I'm late. I just came from yoga. <laughs> He's like, you guys should really try it sometime. It really unblocks your chi. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't get rid of grudges, though. I still have a grudge. But at least I'm more at it now. <laughs> like, oh like it helps me be a hateful bitch. <laughs> okay, well, one more thing. One more thing. I'm gonna stop. But I feel like he's the, he he's de- he definitely like has like a a girl boss mug on his desk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it like every every time you put warm water in it. It heats up oh. and changes color <laughs> to like a hot pink or some shit. You're <laughs> <laughs> never gonna be able to look at Colia the same again. Colia's like, ruined now. I'm literally picturing him in my mind, and I can't stop laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I never took him serious to begin with. Really, fair. Now it's like I can't even. Can't even try to. It's just impossible. well. No, now I take him so seriously. You go, bestie. <laughs> Girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. Come on. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Oh, it was Lululemon's. <laughs> I fucking died when Tor sent that as a message. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just needed fucking resuscitation or some shit. <laughs> Stop breathing again. <laughs> Normally. <laughs> um, is, is this a good time to bring up the fact that Kolya is a pet name for... Wait, what was it? Nikolai or Nikolas in Russian? So they're really oh calling God. him like... Oh. Nikki! <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> Nikolai, comrade. He spells it with, like, an E. It's Nikki oh. with two E's, sorry. Oh, no. In glitter pen. <laughs> we have ruined Koya. <laughs> I just want someone to make fan art. Of him now in like Lulu Lemon gear and like his fucking magic litter pen and shit. Like, please trying to sign some document. <laughs> he's got like please. a yoga mat on the floor or something. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he's like drawing something in his bullet journal. <gasps> yes! yes. Oh. Even better, even better. <laughs> and then it's like, I hate John Shepard and like. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like fantasizing about how he's gonna kill him. <laughs> like like oh similar God. to like Deadpool. <laughs> he's like Francis. <laughs> he has like a 12-month plan on like how to destroy Atlantis and John. So he's like January? He's like, I start by taking the base. February? <laughs> I make sure like Everything's gone. It's my home now. March? I find a whatever on our planet. Yeah, redecorating. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. 
That's amazing. Oh, I want to write this shit down. That's so good. I took back all of the dead plants. <laughs> <laughs> Replace them with, with fake ones. <laughs> this Collie is a busy bitch. She hasn't got time for that shit. Mm-mm. Can't water those plants. Just get a bunch of succulents. <laughs> <laughs> he needs an entire month to redecorate to get his vision. He has a vision board of what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and like an aesthetic color board as well. <laughs> He's like, the blues don't really work for me. Like, I get it works for the ancients, but like, what do they think I am? John and Goya episode from now on is going to be so hard to take seriously. Because <laughs> John's like, who is this fruit attacking me? <laughs> <laughs> and John's like, I've dealt with girls like you. I grew up in Virginia. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, John and Rodney are so good at dealing with Koya. Now we know why. It's because they speak Mean Girl. Yep. <laughs> Elizabeth is like, um, how do you translate this? And Rodney's like, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> Some fucking Mean Girl hieroglyphics of demands and shit. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> The military Rodney personnel. The mean girl translator. <laughs> <laughs> the military personnel are like, Shepard, how are you not afraid of Kolya? And he's like, uh, I just picture him in his last season Lululemon's loungewear. And it's okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, now I'm thinking of so much good so dialogue. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I was like, John goes up to him and he's like, Oh, he's like, you're wearing last season Lululemons? Basic. Koya <laughs> gets so pissed. And Taylor and Elizabeth are just looking at John and Rodney, like, and Koya just all shit talking each other like this, and they're just like, what the hell is going on? Sorry, that's, that's like exactly when the ha hatred and the grudge started. And John was like, oh, you were wearing last season's Lemon Lemons? <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the fucking, moment. He whips out his fucking burn book <laughs> on Shepard's face on the first page. John Shepard is a fugly slut. What does it say the Mean Girls? <laughs> when they write down in the book. <laughs> <laughs> My throat is fucking so dry. I'm laughing so much. <laughs> 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 Damn, oh my god. Damn, though. <clears throat> <Okay. laughs> oh, shit.
how do we get back? Where do we even go from here? <laughs> well, there's no going back. Speaking of mean girlness, um, we were talking about it earlier a little bit, but Rodney and Zelenka's old married couple bickering is just so good. <laughs> like, Rodney being like, despite what you may think, I'm not Superman. And Zelenka's like, we never thought that, bitch. We never <laughs> thought you were Superman. So good. But also the, I don't like you when you're like this. Or something like that. And then he's oh. always like this. My point exactly. <laughs> yes. Honestly, especially after this episode, I'm so surprised we never got like a Rodney Zelenka like solo off-world mission episode. Like, oh, they what the hell? We were robbed. Oh, please. That'd be fucking disastrous. A Zelenka <laughs> Carson and Rodney episode. Give it oh to me God. now. They would be so like, lost, though. Like, like if you send them... Oh, sorry, go ahead. You go, you go, you go. Like, send them off-world, they would be just fucking lost. Like and bickering all the time. Exactly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Minds together. That's okay. Like, even putting their, like, brilliant science minds together, like, they wouldn't even be able to do that. Because, like, there's no one else there to mediate them, so they'd just be there the whole time fucking arguing. And, like, even though they're very aware of how to get themselves off the planet, but because it's been such, like, 24 hours or whatever, everyone else, everyone else is, like, fucking panicking. It's like, where the fuck are they? Like, they have every means to get out of where they are, but because they're so busy arguing, they never get anywhere. And when they do get rescued, they're just like, guys, where the fuck were you? Well, it's done. And fucking the lady said this. <laughs> yeah. I need a fic right now. I need a fic right now. <laughs> oh, same. So good. You know what I need a fic of? I need a fic of Zelenka. It's a Zelenka AU where he's a storm chaser. He loves storms. Oh, yeah. Oh. I love that. That would be so good. Rodney's his like sidekick that he drags on. Yeah. He drags with him on oh, his missions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They fly into like tornado country. <laughs> Rodney's just like a backseat driving too the whole time. <laughs> he, is. he like complains when Zelenka drives like too cameraman. slow. Oh yeah! <laughs> he has the perfect <laughs> hair. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wait. And his fucking sweatband too. Like it adds to that like cool cameraman vibe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And Ronnie's like, do something. Like, don't just sit. Selenka's driving like a madman. And John's like, I don't get paid enough for this. I am just here to record what you would tell me to, babe. <laughs> he's just chilling. Like, he has no sense of danger. Like, they're in the eye of the storm. And he's like, yeah, cool. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't smile at all until they're in the middle of the storm. And then he just starts, like, smiling. And Ronnie's like, who the hell is this man we picked up? <laughs> And this is the last He's time we're hiring someone from Craigslist. Zelenka's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so like, his going rate was $100 an hour. John's ad was just like, willing to record anything, as long as danger is involved. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's like, gonna oh. get arrested? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was going to say, um, so when Elizabeth sent uh, John and Ford in the beginning to negotiate um, with that random planet um, to let um, the expedition stay there, um, what was she thinking? <laughs> Horrible idea. Yeah, mistakes were made. Terrible idea. Because now we can cross off blackmail um, off our list of war crimes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they, I cannot believe that John... We just immediately resorted to blackmail when the guy was like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people. Like, we can't really swing that way. And John just goes to his gun. And I was like, oh, my God, John. Babe, what are you doing? And Ford was just happily going along. Like, yeah, that's my cool older brother. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, Ford putting his P90 or whatever it is on the table. It's just like, oh, no. God, no. So bad. So, so bad. Like, Elizabeth should be doing that. Not those two. Clearly. <laughs> Elizabeth and Taylor. Let, yeah. The dynamic yeah. duo of getting shit oh, done. Please, 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 please. <laughs> they need to handle everything off-world. Leave John and the men back at the base. <laughs> Y'all, they can clean up over there. Water Elizabeth's plans. She's got this. Oh. Yeah. Instead of threatening potential allies. Jeez. Who, who let John do this? <laughs> Never let John do this. <laughs> he does not know how to communicate. He is not friendly. And even in a wider uh, scheme, it doesn't make any sense because these are the people that um, Bates uh, negotiated with in the last episode or the one before. So why are they now suddenly sending new people the same people? Uh, yeah. Oh, true. They should send someone that they already have a relationship with. No wonder the guy was like, yeah, I'm going to betray (laughs) y'all. Yeah, no kidding. Like, that guy was an asshole. I don't even care. I have no stake in this. I'm just going (laughs) to, I'm just going to sell him out because he was a dick. (laughs) (laughs) That was his thought process. Speaking of, um, um, getting fucked over, the bacon marine guy. Did you guys catch that? The Marine who liked bacon? Oh, yes. oh I was yeah. literally just about to bring that up. Like, I was just like, uh, guys. And then you started saying it. I'm mind. like, yes, oh, same mind. Same mind. I'm like, yes, I would also be obsessed over the fact that, you know, you should have fucking brought bacon. Right? Atlantis. Like, that's a fucking staple to survival. Bacon. Like, <laughs> agreed. Get me some grease. <laughs> grease. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. And the fact that he died before he could eat any more bacon is just so sad. Oh, it's so sad, yeah. It was sadder to me than Carson's death. Just- <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, I just said that. I just oh, said that. That's cold. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Those are funny Thanks words. Come at me. My Tumblr is mcsheps.tumblr.com. <laughs> oh, my God. Carson stands are going to come after you now. You're going to get dogs. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> No, but I will say that it was the saddest thing to happen on the show so far. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for once yeah, we have like uh, characters who are not the main characters 
talk to each other and they are killed off immediately. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Right. Yeah, I, I I call those kind of characters the expendables. Like, they're always characters that pop up out of nowhere, but you just know they're going to die because, like, you've never seen them before and all of a sudden they've got a scene together. It's like, yeah, you're both going to die. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Red shirts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. True. I was going to say, too, speaking of death... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, what a segue <laughs> thank you i just thought of that i was really proud um <laughs> um so they never tell us how many people went to pegasus on this expedition right oh like the total number mm-hmm. i don't think so yeah because i think it would have been really cool if they did and it would have been fun i mean okay this sounds really morbid now not fun <laughs> um but like it would have been nice um to know just like how much we started with and how much we ended with by the end. Because I feel like we lost so many people in the Pegasus Galaxy. But because mm-hmm. they're, like, red shirts, they're just like, yeah, anyways. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it would have just added, again, more realism, which I understand was not what the show was going for. Um, <laughs> but just, like, an easy number. Like, oh, yeah, we started out with 500 men and women of Earth or, you know, some BS like that. <laughs> We're now down to 50, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they get, like, a shit ton of new people, like, every three seconds when the Deadless comes by and, like, drops off their groceries. Mm. Um, (laughs) At least least for the first season. New new shipment of red shirts. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, look, more cannon fodder. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just, um, maybe just the first season, yeah, because, I mean, it makes no sense, like, once the Deadless comes, because, yeah, there's just a shit ton of people now. Um, uh, yeah, I get so sad, um, I know we've talked about this so many times, um, but the list of season six episodes that they were kind of, like, brainstorming, and then one of them was, um, the Red Shirt Diaries, and I was like, oh, oh that would have been so good. Hell Yeah episode just dealing like with background characters as they just watch like ar1 like go off on a mission and they're just like oh there they are the flagship team the chaos team <laughs> and it just yeah they just we just see them like in the background like john and like ronnie walking or something or just like that would have been so cool oh, yeah. not to bring up star trek again but i think a while ago in Tumblr there were posts about like lo- lower decks stargate atlantis edition oh yeah um and I don't remember anything right now, but there were some really, really cool ideas the rest of the expedition uh, would be doing, um, like, in their free time or in general while IO-1 is doing space shenanigans. Is it my post? Is it? Oh, gosh. Really? Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't remember. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> No, 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 it's just funny that you brought it up, because I remember I did make a post. No, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I I think I just, I I do remember I made a post um, titled, sorry, Atlantis Lower Decks Edition, that's why I was like, oh wait. But I know a lot of people were talking about, like, behind the scenes, like, what could have happened. But I was just agreeing with you, though, like, I think it would have been so cool. Oh shit, it was your post. No, it's okay. I don't expect you to know everything I post. Like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. Um, I'm just honored that you remembered that and you brought it up without even knowing it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean to um, change topic, but, uh, you know, since we were talking about Kalia earlier and his uh, Valley Girl Lululemon agenda, um, <laughs> I just want to refer back to one of my notes that I made and I just realised it so, makes so much more sense now that we've got that picture of him in our heads. Um, the dramatic bitch Trojan horse shit he did to get on Atlantis. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like on the stretcher, and then he like whips the blanket off, and he's like, "Surprise, bitch!" <laughs> you thought you see the last of me? <laughs> it was very theater. Oh my god! Yeah, like it's a theater kid now. <laughs> like he probably put so much planning and effort into that one moment. <laughs> Especially after everything we spoke about. Oh my goodness. It was page like... two in his um, planning. <laughs> in his I Hate John Shepard burn book planner. Like, really sad. He's like, no one was even here to see it. He's like, just these random ass people. He's like, where's Elizabeth? Where's Rodney? <laughs> They walk in and he's like, you guys missed it. <laughs> Hold on, let me do it again. Take it back. We'll go back through the gate. We'll come back through the gate again. Just hang on a second. <laughs> he was like, I had a monologue planned. <laughs> he's like, I guess I'll just have to redo it again for John later. <laughs> He fucking rehearses it in front of Sora and the rest of his fucking strike team and they're just, like so over it. <laughs> it's like fine boss, this is good. What do you want me to say? Speaking of Sora <laughs> She's such a child. An annoying child. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm, but really, she's like when uh, right in that scene when when Kolya um, kills the two guards, um, she's like, "Oh, they could have, uh, we could have like, what's she saying? Yeah, we didn't have to kill them." And she's like so shocked, and I'm like, "Why? Why didn't you expect that? Why didn't you see that coming? You have been working with this guy for months, if not years now." And it just continues, and her whole vendetta with um, Taylor is just so, oh, girl, <sighs> can't wait until you get your ass beat up. Yeah, <laughs> my sentiments exactly. She's so naive, but, like, in an annoying way, and not in a, like, understandable, empathetic way. Um, considering, like, you're right, she trained with Kolya. Like, what do you think you're training for? Obviously, you're trained to kill people. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you step on Atlantis and meet resistance? So, yeah. And just, like, the needing to have someone to blame for her father's death and, like, not looking at the real people that she should be blaming, like, her own people. Like, uh, what was his name? Cowan? Yeah. She has the same annoying energy as Kawa, in my honest opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like, those two would be besties in another universe. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you know what? No, I have to disagree. I think at least again, I praised Keller earlier this episode. So at least Keller cares about others. I don't know if Sora gives a shit. <laughs> I don't think she does. She's very like yeah, singular focused on like one thing. She's like going to kill Taylor because dad died. And it's like, girl, you're missing like 10 other words in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, you know, in my yeah, notes, yeah. I just wrote down, um, Sora, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I had for Sora. <laughs> Yeah, I think I said something pretty similar in my notes. Other than, like, she's, like, a pretty uninteresting character with no real depth, really. Like... Yeah. I think Taylor deserved a more complex adversary. Yeah, and I think it it would have worked if they fleshed her out more. Um, Mm -hmm. Because they have similar backgrounds. Like, both of their fathers are gone, right? And they're both really close to them. So if you, like... If you made us care more about Sora's dad and he wasn't a complete asshole in that episode Mm. where he died, like, maybe I would have more sympathy. And, like, if you showed them two of them having a conversation, like, about that, I would feel like, okay, there's something here that's something interesting. But, uh, as it is, Mm. (laughs) not so much... I was going to say, though, at least um, later on, I think Taylor does get a, I'm not going to say, like, the best villain, but I think she gets a better adversary in Michael. Mm. Mm. I, there's definitely some moments, um, yeah. but I I really do appreciate, like, their kind of, like, um, the way she got to kick his ass. The way she, like, she kind of was the one to end his arc even though i think getting to that arc and the arc itself is kind of messy <sighs> but the way you know, she lo- finishes him is just epic yeah i would have loved to have seen um taylor have a bigger throwdown with Bates. oh well. yeah like yes. I-, I wish that was its own like episode arc or some shit like that like i would have loved to have seen it she deserved more than one punch maybe some Crotch shots. <laughs> I mean, he deserves to be abandoned on a planet with no means to escape, like a certain someone in another certain uh, show, Stargate show, you know? Mm. <laughs> cough, cough, yes. nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yes, oh, please. <laughs> like him and uh, what's his face, the besties, in my opinion. Uh, what's his name? Aragorn from Wish. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't fucking remember his name. Hang on. Rush. (laughs) Aragorn from Wish. Oh, (laughs) God. That hurts. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. It's so true. It's kind of insulting to Aragon. It is. <laughs> so you think Rush and Bates would be besties? Oh, yeah, I think so. 
I think I think they they like scheming together, but I also think Bates would just beat the shit out of Rush. Yes. It would okay, be again so the, like, the civilian Oh true. Yeah, I was gonna uh, yeah. True. Because I was that. gonna say, you know what? Like Bates kind of reminds me of Young. Now that we kind of think about it. Ooh. Not Greer. That too. Yeah. Gre- Gre- Greer definitely the angry, like the anger. Um, I was gonna say he's a little more competent than Greer, but maybe just Greer then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was scared, so he left like the two guys in charge and <laughs> disappeared to the other planet. Maybe. Maybe he's like secretly Collier's like right hand bitch, <laughs> and because he's also got like a burn book of his own, but it's for like the people of Atlantis and not just Shepard. <laughs> and Taylor's like at the top of the list. Yeah, Taylor. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I'm really happy that they that they didn't show um, Rodney being hurt. <laughs> Oh, that they just implied it? Yeah, I'm really happy they did it off camera because that would have been honestly like too much. <laughs> that would have been so sad to watch. I would have wanted to beat a hoe through a screen if I saw that shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so that raises an interesting thought because I love when we see John get hurt on screen. But, like, if I were to see <laughs> Rodney get hurt on screen, I would be like, what is happening? Shielding my eyes. Because I don't know why. What are the differences between them? <laughs> John is a masochist and enjoys it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's punishing out. himself. That. Yeah, that's probably John. it. <laughs> Actually, speaking of John, I was gonna say, I love when John goes feral. <clears throat> yeah, it's the best. <laughs> feral John, my beloved. Um, obviously, I'm super excited to see John go absolute ham <laughs> <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh, she said it. Oh, she said it. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> But next week it's gonna be fun to see him go like absolute ham. I feel like this week he was just getting pissed to, so he can go ham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just love when John goes feral, and I love when the people he considers like family um, are in danger because that's when you just get fully like John is John's not there. Hello, it's like his evil <laughs> his evil clone <laughs> is taken over. Um, and it's really sweet, too, because, I mean, it's so early on, right? I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what the time frame is right now. Like, I don't know. It's definitely been a few months at yeah. the very least. Um, yeah. But it's only been a few months, and he's already, like, ready to ride or die for all of them. Yeah, it's definitely, like, these are my emotional support peeps. <laughs> Please do not harm them. Please do not harm them. Or else you will face the wrath. But yeah, it's a great it's a great contrast to his usual self, which is normally, you know, like laid back and calm. And he never really raises his voice. And he's always making jokes about stuff. But then you get the flip side when his peeps are threatened. 
and it's great. It makes it special. It's peeps. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of peeps, there was some fun um, John and Rodney moments in this episode that I forgot to mention. One of them being the way Rodney's brain went completely offline when John said something remotely intelligent (laughs) 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 about theoretical stuff. He was like, oh, did you guys catch that? No. (laughs) No. Please, when? Yes, I did see that. It's so adorable. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, um, because Ronnie was saying the plan about the grounding stations and how, like, the lightning would theoretically, like, shield the city so they'd be fine. Um, and John was like, theoretically as in pigs flying or theoretically as in, like, theory of relativity. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Rodney was like, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Again, I just love, like, the little character moments because they've done it so many times. I feel like now that, obviously, we're, like, rewatching it with, like, critical thinking caps on and, like, (laughs) focus. Um, I feel like they've mentioned, like, John being smart, like, literally every episode. Like, I feel like I keep writing down, like, oh, I love that they point out that John's smart. Um, And they've been doing it so much. And, again, I just really appreciate that little tiny piece where they make sure that, like, the audience knows, like, no. Yes, he's, like quote-unquote action hero but he's also really smart and it confuses everyone else because everyone else is like <laughs> just expects him to be the basic action hero but he's not and that's kind of what john is as a character yeah it's awesome how it's like diegetic in the story like the characters see him that way but also we as the audience perceive him that way even with all these like clues it's so good it's yeah. so tasty so many- yeah so many people just skip over it all the time and you know but yeah it's like they're literally like shoving in our face every episode they're like hey john is smart (laughs) people are just dodging like what i didn't see that another little oh okay sorry no no no, i was gonna say if anyone had any notes but you do perfect go ahead um yeah another little character moment that i loved was um when rodney and zelenka are all excited and have like have this lightning uh moment and then go run to to elizabeth and so they ask and they say uh, try to explain to her what's going on and she asks like you you want to build a windmill and it's just oh my god <laughs> i laugh every time because it's so funny to me <laughs> um yeah yeah no, I totally <laughs> agree. I love the energy of that scene. Um, one, like the kismet uh, chemistry between Rodney and Zelenka, like them having the same thought at the same time, and then their like reactions to having that thought at the same time. But also when they run to Elizabeth, like the energy of like, look, look what we did. <laughs> yeah, they're so proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us we did good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, yeah, I have, I think, like, two more little, a few more, a few Elizabeth moments. <laughs> um, one is uh, that at one point we see um, the pocket watch of her father on her desk. And I thought it was a really cool moment because they bring it back in, like, two seasons. Like, in um, 
in season three um, in, in this episode. Um, oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, the real world. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was really cool that the watch really was there and that they used it later. Um, also, there was one, one, uh, one moment where Elizabeth and Taylor enter a room together, I think, like a, I think they enter a briefing or something. And it's like these two together. And I was just like, oh my God, I think they are, I bet Taylor was briefing Elizabeth on something before that. And just, oh, it makes me so happy just to imagine that they had some interaction, even if it was off screen. That's so cute. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, it's while they are trying to figure out, um, it's before the lightning <laughs> moment, something, yeah. Um, and then one last thing. The scene where Kolya holds Elizabeth at gunpoint. And I just thought, okay, she's staring death into the eye. And she's still, I mean, you see, I think you can see that she's kind of scared. But she's still there and she's standing her ground and she's trying to talk to Kolya. I was like, yes, that's her. That's she's, She can talk. Talking is what she does. Negotiating is what she does. And she's just there. She's so strong. And oh, was those things to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's improving herself constantly throughout this first season. Not that she needs to, but like, wow. This episode and the next as well. You can see her strength. And the reason she's the leader of Atlantis. Yeah. And the fact that this episode ends on a cliffhanger. And I mean, I guess you can guess that they are not going to kill Elizabeth. But it still <laughs> looks that way. And they make John believe that they killed Elizabeth. And that's fucking horrible. Like, how could you? How can you do that to him? <laughs> And to us. Oh, it's so know, mean and like, I love it. He was devastated. <laughs> um, I was like, that's fucking evil. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know my taste. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, though, um, Ash, I love that you pointed that out. Because you're right. That's so true. And again, it's. I think it's just really... Ooh, oh, look at me praising the writers for something. I'm going to say clever um, <laughs> <laughs> of the Atlantis writers um, to keep kind of like reinforcing certain character traits that like they want you to know about um, in like really just subtle and really like not in your face ways, you know, because you're right. Like Elizabeth, I mean, yeah, you can tell she's terrified, but she's standing up and she's trying to talk, which is what she does literally and why she was picked for this mission is because she's a negotiator. Before they knew they were there were life-sucking aliens, they sent her <laughs> because they figured she'd be the best bet and the best person to represent Earth, you know? And yeah, you're right. I just love that little moment. And she's standing up for herself and she's trying to de-escalate um, a really bad situation. And Rodney's just staring at her like, oh my God, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, Mom, I'm scared. Yeah. yeah but it's so <laughs> cute. It's so cute. When she, also, when she asked him, what did they do to you? Um, after he, uh, they hurt him. It was like, oh, 
besties. They are. They I are besties. So much. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Athosians, I think we also learned that they have no um, connection to them, to the mainland whatsoever, despite like the jumper rides, which is insane. Yeah. Like they just drop those people. We talked about that before. Um, but they just dropped those people there and they are cut off, off from the Stargate, cut off from uh, their leader, cut off from any contact. And I was wondering if there was not just a way to, to establish um, some kind of um, of communication. Did they even give him like a walkie-talkie? They just <laughs> threw him on the, the mainland and they were like, yeah, bye, never contact us again. Yeah, like, I think that's Do they have they any way? <laughs> do they have any way of like letting anyone know, like, oh hey guys, we ran out of fruit, like <laughs> Hello? I don't think so. Um Yeah, I don't think they, they have any sort of communication. No, because a lot of the communication in Stargate happens through the gate. And they don't have a gate. <laughs> so uh They should have given them one jumper, at least. Yeah. The Athosians. I bet there's someone with the gene. Yeah, unless they do rotation. So they have, like, a contingent, mm. like, on the mainland. And then they, like, rotate out every couple days or weeks. I choose to believe that, because otherwise it would be just sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. it would be depressing yeah. as I hell. Mean, it kind of plays... It plays into that, I forgot, there's a post on Tumblr, it's really long and really detailed and can explain it much better than I can. Um, but it basically basically just kind of talks about how every Stargate show, I think I've mentioned this before too, um, is kind of like a mirror of what's going on in American politics at that moment. Mm. Um, and so a lot of people say that like Stargate Atlantis is like very reminiscent of the post- um, Iraq war and like that sort of yeah. like mindset of like just coming in and like how do I coming in like I don't want to say reparations <laughs> but like just coming in and you know just trying to be like no taking back what's ours or or just kind of like con colonialism I don't know just a bunch of words um and I think you can very clearly see that in Stargate Atlantis because They do not give a shit about the Athosians. They don't even care enough to, like, mention if they gave them walkie-talkie or if they have a jumper. They quite literally take their land, no, just get their homeworld destroyed, move all of them into a new fancy palace, kick them out of said palace, and accuse them of stealing, um, and drop them in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Very yikes. Um, <laughs> and so I think if you look at it, There's different lenses you can look at the show, obviously. Um, but I know we always talk about, like, oh, why didn't they do this? And why didn't do the they do this? And I think we just have to remember sometimes. Um, obviously, also, like, it's just that wasn't the show they were going. Um, but also just the fact that um, this was made in that era. <laughs> Definitely. And it shows. It shows. <laughs> and, like, the Athosians can't even return to their home if they wanted to, because I think in this episode they mentioned, like, the wraith burned the land, so they can't even, like, grow crops on it anymore, like, on the, on their, like, home planet. 
Yeah, and I think it's just telling too that like we don't get any good information for a while about like how the Athosian culture operates. Like they're very much just a civilization that needed to be there for plot and then get essentially written out. Yeah, pretty much. Until it's convenient for character reasons. Yeah. So I'm taking back my uh, clever writing <laughs> that I placed earlier. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? No, no, no. It balances out. I said one positive thing. I said one negative thing. We're good. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. I have a scene that made me laugh. Because um, I just thought it was very quintessential John. Um, when he was at the grounding station and the uh, Kolya's men attacked him and broke the thing. And he was literally like, Rodney's going to yell at you now because you broke something (laughs) (laughs) that we needed was hilarious to me. Like, I'm not going to yell at you, but he is. (laughs) I would have loved to have seen Rodney yell at them. Don't they cut back to Rodney and he's like, what? No! (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he gets to yell at them, I think, in the next episode. Which oh, I'm excited yeah. for. <laughs> Ooh, me too, me too. Mean girl, Rodney. Come on. Yes. Out. <laughs> okay, wow. That was so oh wow we talked for so long i know we will oh my gosh okay well next up we obviously we have the bechdel test really quick right oh gosh i almost forgot about that uh yeah this episode passes i don't remember when though because my memory is like a goldfish um I think it's either Elizabeth and Taylor talking or Eliz- uh, Elizabeth and Sora. Probably the latter. Mm. But yeah, this one passes. Woo! We did it! Yeah. Feminism! <laughs> oh no, I remember, I remember. <laughs> um, Sora is talking to Elizabeth about Taylor. She's on Taylor. And I think Elizabeth was trying to explain um... That Taylor didn't do anything wrong or something. Something like that. Right. You're talking yeah. about Taylor. Yes. <laughs> All right, Sam, want to take us over with the behind the scenes? Oh, yeah. We got quite a quite a bit. I'll try and cut it down a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so the effects of the, of the storm that came upon Atlantis actually continues to be mentioned and remain prevalent even into the expedition's fifth year. Like what? This season, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, the Manarians were first mentioned in the Underground episode, and Sergeant, Sergeant Bates' team had initiated a trade agreement with them off screen during the episode, apparently. Just didn't know Bates could authorize trade agreements, but here we are. <laughs> I think it's a scene um, Elizabeth mentions to John that he was able to get some from them while 
all John accomplished was trading weapons. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's kind of security related, I guess. Um, and despite using English in the speech, um, it's obvious that Janai writing is different from the English alphabet, um, as it was previously shown by the inscriptions on the walls of their bunker. And that's why Collier couldn't immediately guess the purpose of the radio on which John Shepard had written talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Um, and the plot of the episode has some similar similarities to the Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode, Invasive Procedures, in which Colm Meany, or Cowan, also appeared. Tori Higginson, or Dr. Elizabeth Weird, co-starred in Stephen King's uh, Storm of the Century, which contains similar elements as this episode. Both take place during terrible storms and each has a villain who takes the community hostage and claims he'll leave if they give him what he wants. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Parts of this episode and the following one resembles the movie Die Hard. Shepard hunts down the enemy one by one in a closed building, just like John McClane. Coincidentally, Robert Davey appeared in Die Hard as well. That is so funny. That's I awesome. didn't realize it, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, yes, so true. <laughs> oh my god, and this next one, I knew I saw this bitch somewhere else. Corey Monty. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> yeah. made his acting debut in this episode. Um, he'd also appear in Stargate SG-1 in episode 200 as a young Cameron Mitchell. And um, from 2009 until his death in 2013, he starred in the hit, hit Fox series Glee. I knew I saw his face somewhere. Oh. He was in Glee. <laughs> yeah, he's Canadian. Aww. You guys ever watch Glee? Yes. No. <laughs> I say begrudgingly. <laughs> no. You know what? It's camp. I love it. <laughs> I say early seasons are good and yeah. fun. Yeah. And then the end was not great. Yeah, first three. But I love Corey. Yeah. He's so great. During most of the episode, Zelenka loses his accent. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. I didn't catch Oops. That. <laughs> it's so weird. I feel like he, it's like the middle of it for some reason. He And it's so weird to hear. And I wonder what happened. Around about the 20 minute mark, uh, Rodney is explaining how they will charge the shield generator using the lightning from the storm. And Dr. Weir seems surprised as if hearing this for the first time, despite being told this already by McKay and Zelenka a few minutes earlier. So I think that might have been a bit of a writing loophole there. And it's not Elizabeth's fault. <laughs> God, okay, I just realized. Oh, this is where you got your Lululemon reference from, oh, right? Oh, <laughs> Wait, did you, did you see this? Like, I saw the logo. That's why I said he wore Lululemon. Yeah. Well, it literally says here, while Commander Acosta's collier is practicing his defense arts, he's clearly wearing a Lululemon top. Something <laughs> that couldn't, that he couldn't have in the Pegasus Galaxy. <laughs> I love that it. That that is mentioned, like that it's not possible in the Pegasus Galaxy. <laughs> Don't That's like a Lulu. Julia has, has hookups, okay? Like, yeah, he knows. <laughs> he has to get his shit. 
Around the 39-minute mark, a conversation takes place between two different technologies, Major John Shepard talking into the Janai communicator, while Collier answers back on the Tory radio. While this is technically possible if they both are either FM or AM on the same frequency, it's an, it's an unlikely coincidence. So it's made more problematic by military radios using encryption. So that was quite interesting. Oops. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then when Taylor, Lieutenant Ford and Carson are outside the puddle jumper bringing in the Athosians, it's raining. However, when they enter the jumper, all three of them show no signs of being wet. So, puddle! <laughs> I caught that one. <laughs> Oops. I'm always happy when I, I caught some. I don't want to look, but I want to look. <laughs> I absolutely want to look. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Sam, for pulling out all the stops for the, those. Those? Why say those like that? Those? Um, <laughs> they're great. And I feel like there was so many goofs. I feel like I did not know how many there were. I don't know if I caught them all. But all right, I think that is it for this episode of the Jumping Puddles podcast, The Storm. Um, thanks for tuning in. Oh my gosh, we have no idea how we're going to cut down this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to try our best or else it's going to be like a two-hour podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we hope you enjoyed this extra long episode um, and tune in for the eye. Ooh, so exciting. And be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. And you can find our personal accounts as well in the description box down below. Bye. Catchphrase. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh, yeah!